Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. Today, you get me, and we are going to go all in about your sales process. And let me tell you why this particular episode is going to be so important to you. We often talk with other people about, you know, how they're networking or, you know, what connections have been most important to them and how they might be doing things differently in the way that they're finding new clients. However, this is the thing I know for a certainty is that after you've gone through all of the things you need to do to network effectively, to make those great connections, to have people to be better attracted to you and for them to find you, now you must have a process in place so that eventually when you do get to that sales conversation, you are ready for them. And so today we're talking about the sales infrastructure, right? Your sales process. What is it that you need to have in place in order to make sure that people can smoothly move through your sales process and you're able to shorten your sales cycle. Sometimes the sales cycle is longer because the other company, they're taking a long time to make a decision. Uh, Maybe they have a really muddy kind of process and how they get things approved and it just takes them longer to get to that yes for you. But sometimes it's because our process isn't in place. We don't have a way to easily put people through our pipeline, which means it makes it that much more difficult to get them to that yes. And so let's talk a little bit about your sales infrastructure, your, maybe your sales team. Do you have a team that you not only have brought on, whether it's one person or 10 people or more, you know, do you have people that are helping to be your brand ambassador? That when they're speaking, they're speaking with the same level of passion as you might speak. They're coming to your sales calls with an intention, with a desire to make sure that your people get exactly what they are there for, that they understand your service or your product, that they've taken the time to do that research, and they feel very comfortable having those calls. When they speak to your clients, they're not sounding like a robot reading from a script, right? They actually sound like they know the product, they understand the product, they're passionate about the product, and they are able to represent your organization well. So let me ask you this, the team or the person that is currently making yourselves, maybe it's you. So when I refer to team, that might be you. Is it someone that you feel can really articulate your service promise with authenticity, with authority, right? Making people understand, helping people to understand 
what it is that you do, how you get them to that transformation. What results are they going to get when they work with you? Have you taken the time to make sure that the people that are making those sales calls, writing those emails, sending out those text messages, jumping into other people's DMs on your behalf are very clear about who you are, what you do, and what you're trying to accomplish? It's really important to make sure you know, because those are the things that could very easily be holding you back. Those are the things that could very possibly be getting in the way of people responding to your messages, saying yes to your offer and moving forward with you when it's time for you to continue having that conversation with them, right? You want to really be clear about, be clear with the people who are standing on your behalf, the people who are speaking on your behalf the people who are making sure that those sales get closed on your behalf. And so what does your current sales process look like? You know, is there a process in place? And there's no judgment here because many of us, especially when we are solo entrepreneurs or just getting started in our business, or we've been doing it ourselves for so long, I want to talk to that person who's been doing it for themselves for such a long time as well, because frequently we have not documented our process. So when someone else does come in place, it's not easy for them to be able to pick up that you know, baton and continue running. They get stopped over and over and over again because they don't really have a process to follow. And so think about it. You know, What does your process look like after you've gone to all of the events, you've had all those great conversations, what happens next? You know, what is the thing beyond just having a conversation? And for those of you all who are really good on the phone and you get someone to say yes right away, fantastic. Number one, that's great if you're able to have that very great closing ratio. However, are you able to multiply yourself so that you can reach more people and get more yeses? Number one, are you able to teach the people who are currently on your team or whom you want to bring in so that they can do exactly what you've been doing and continue to multiply those yeses so that you're not the one on the phone all the time. Or even if you are the the person on the phone, there's more people on the phones. There's more people in those messages, sending out those messages on your behalf, meeting with people on your behalf so that you can get more revenue, more sales, more profit in your business. Because if you're trying to do it all by yourself all the time, you and you alone, There's only so much you can do. And so let's talk a little bit about it. So what do you want to accomplish in your business? What are some of the things that you're really wanting to see happen? Is it to get to your first six figures? Is it to get to your first seven figures? Is it something totally different? And does your team know what that is? Have you communicated that not only once or twice, but are you communicating that consistently? So that people know exactly what their goal is, the goal of the big picture goal of the organization, and then the goal that they have specifically for the role that they are filling. We have to get really, really clear about that. And do they need to deliver a certain amount of revenue? Are they just making calls for the sake of making calls? You know, are they just people who are making connections on your behalf? Are they people making sales on your behalf? Do they know what their goals are? Do they know what it's going to take? in order for them to get there. That means we have to, as business owners, we have to be super clear on that ourselves so that we can communicate that to the people who are coming into our business, right? Do they need to market in a specific market sector? Are they looking for your particular clients, your prospective clients, 
in a certain region? Are they able to look nationally, internationally? Do they know what the parameters are? What are the things that they need to have in place to know not only what they're doing, but who are they doing it with? Who are they supposed to be reaching out to, right? So there are some complexities that many times as business owners, we don't always think about it. How do I know this? I know this because when we started doing our most recent business arm, we've done it for a while, but we've really started to focus on it lately. Um, and we actually do sales calls for companies, right? We have a organization called Unstoppable Sales Support, and we do calls for companies. Well, what's really funny is when I began to hire people to help us in our endeavor, it was like, oh man, I need to document some of these processes because it doesn't matter how good I am at it, right? If I can pick up the phone and close a sale all day long, that's great. However, I realized I needed to be able to multiply myself. I needed to be able to give people the right amount of information, the instructions that they needed, the parameters that they needed, the the tools that were necessary to be able to do what I do. And guess what, guys? I didn't know. I didn't know because I am just so used to just doing it myself. And that is both a skill and it is also a detriment because without the right amount of documentation in your business, it makes it really difficult for you to go and hire someone. It makes it really difficult for you to be able to multiply yourself, thereby multiplying your income. So really think about it, you know, do you know what you need to give to them in order for them to be successful? So you want to be able to equip your team with the right technology and tools to reach out to your prospects and to close deals. So just some of the steps along the way, it's like I had gotten so like in love with some of the technology because I knew how to use it and it worked for me. And it was like, y'all are going to love this. And guess what happened? They started using this technology and they were like, this kind of sucks, or it's really complicated. It was like, we feel like we're jumping in and out of screens and, you know, we don't really know how to go through this process easily and it's slowing us down. And I'm scratching my head going, but it works wonderful for me. Doesn't matter how well it works for you. If your team is not able to take it and run with it and able to utilize it to really benefit your company. We have to be willing to not be so married to our own processes that we hold other people captive because it makes us feel better, right? We want to equip the team with the tools and the things, the technology that they need to be able to get the job done. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself not only in the same place, but in a worse place because now you're having a revolving door because people don't want to stay on board in a place where they feel like their hands are tied where they're not able to do what they need to do to get the job done, especially if you have people who are on commission and they need to make money. They don't get paid until they make the sale, right? So you want to make sure that you give them what's necessary to be able to make those sales effectively. The right tools, the right instruction, the right documentation so they can follow those instructions the right technology, and let's talk about the right training so that they know exactly what's expected of them. They know not only what you do, but how you get your message across. How is it that you want them to communicate on your behalf, right? It's one thing to say, we do blue, 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 blue. We do this, that, or the other, right? It's a very different thing to say it in the way that really communicates 
the values that your company ascribes to. It's a different thing to be able to say it in a way that comes across authentically and shows the heart of your business instead of once I, like I said earlier, reading robotically from a script because anybody can read a script, right? Anybody can get on a phone call and talk, but how are you ensuring that the people who will be representing you, and I hope that you're getting to that place in your business where you're thinking, I need some help in here. I need some other people making these sales calls, jumping into other people's DMs in the proper manner, right? In the right way, doing that social selling so that we can really take our business to the next level. And if you're thinking that, if you're in that place, then these are some of the things that you want to put in place. Think about this. Instead of hiring a team of rock stars, so you think, right? People who maybe have come from other companies and they've done well in other organizations, you need to be very clear about what your consumers, your customers need so that you are able to assign the right person to the right type of organization. Because some people are going to be better served by a softer touch than a hard close. Some people need to have that, you know, they need to have someone kind of help guide them through the process, whereas others, they really need someone who's going to be a little more patient with them, a little more descriptive as it pertains to what you offer so that they can make the decision and really feel like they had a hand in that decision being made. They don't feel like they're being, quote unquote, sold to. And so some of the things that, you know, you might want to grab a pencil, pen, piece of paper, iPad, whatever. For this part, because I want you to start thinking through some of these things in preparation for hiring people to come in and help you with your sales process. So think about this. How are you acquiring your leads? Because many times companies come to our organization and they say, hey, we want you to make 100 new sales for us each week. Okay, let's back it up. (laughs) Let's talk about how you're currently making sales. When is the last time you all made 100 cells on your own. And if they're making them already, then there might be a process in place that we can kind of pick up and run with. But the likelihood is low for most companies, right? That that's what's happening. And they just want someone to come in and do what they've never been able to do on their own. So let's talk about how are you currently acquiring your leads? Be willing and able to document that. Are most of your leads coming via your website? Are they coming via a opt-in that you have maybe on your website or that you're sending out via your email newsletters? Are they clicking on something you're putting on social media? Are you using Facebook or LinkedIn, you know, ads? What are you doing to get your leads so that we can figure out ways to generate more of those leads? Because when we want more sales, guess what? We have to have more leads. Are you networking like a rock star, like we want you to be? And if so, how are people coming in from those networking events? Are you scheduling discovery calls? And are you wanting your sales team to take over those those discovery calls on your behalf. So really start looking at it. How are your leads being acquired? How are they then being distributed or assigned? If you have someone on your team, how are you going to determine who makes which calls, right? Who is the person best suited for each of those particular personalities, those particular selling styles that are on your team? So really start looking at that, right? And then this is an important one. When you are making sales on your own behalf for yourself, maybe it's you or someone on your team, how many attempts are they making before they're able to contact each lead? Not even getting to the sales because we know that it frequently takes about 13 to 15 
you know, attempts before you're able to even make the connection in some cases. Sometimes it's lower, many times it's not. And so what type of follow-up process do you currently have in place to make sure that your team or yourself don't get kind of fed up in the process and stop making calls on call seven and thinking, well, I've tried it seven times and they didn't respond. Seven times is not accurate, not adequate, rather. It's not what you need to get to that connection. And then what happens when you finally make the connection, right? We need to know how many attempts is it taking. Then we need to know how, what was the schedule of the cadence that you followed in order to get to that connection. Because in some cases, you know, we utilize a follow-up process that's like, okay, we make a phone call, we send an email, we send a handwritten note, we, you know, reach out to them using video, we reach out to them using social. I mean, there's a multitude of ways that we reach out to people for our own business, as well as on behalf of our clients. And so you need to know what's going to work. And if you're not documenting that cadence or that schedule, then the likelihood is you don't know what's working best. Are people picking up after that handwritten note goes out? Are they picking up after you've sent them that video message? Are they mostly connecting with you on social and not taking your phone calls? Are they responding to a text message and not necessarily an email, right? So you need to know these things in order to know what's working and how you should be spending your time as it pertains to the remainder of your clients. And then the last question I'm going to ask, because I literally could do this all day and I'm not going to do this right now, but I promise I'll do a follow-up, a part two to this particular training, just so you can continue on it. But the last question I'm going to ask for today is what questions were asked during the initial conversation? In other words, what got them to say yes to that discovery call? What is it that you might be saying or maybe not saying? that's getting people to respond to you on that first time, and that's getting people to respond to you beyond that. And so once again, the the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, is this. What is working and how do you know what's working if you're not documenting your processes, if you're not putting things in place so that you're able to very easily show your team your salespeople, you know, um, someone that you might be bringing on as an outsourced team to take over and help you to bring more revenue into your business, to take your business to that next level. It becomes really difficult if there's nothing in place. Now, a company like ours, we can come in and we can help you to create those processes if you don't have them or create some of that documentation, but it just, it takes more time, it slows down the process, and it literally, you know, and at the end of the day, it costs more to be able to do that. It's possible, but now you have this information, right? You know how to go in, figure out, okay, where are my leads coming from? How long is it taking me to reach out to these people? How many leads are coming in on a consistent basis and from what sources? How long until we are actually making the connection? What does the cadence look like so we know what works better than other things? These are the things that I want you to start thinking about as you are finishing up your networking process. Remember, I always say that networking is the entry point to the sales process. So now we got to get the sales process in place so that you can take all of that great networking and bring it into new clients for your business. You're taking those connections and turning them into contracts, into clients, right? And we want to have some things in place to make that happen. So I hope that was a helpful, you know, quick little training for you, something that will 
assist you in moving forward. I will tell you that this episode of Networking School is brought to you by the Unstoppable Sales Support System. And we, as I said, we do this for clients all day, every day. We do all things sales from connection to close. And if you don't have these things in place that we're talking about, again, it makes it takes a little bit longer, but we're willing to do it. We're able to do it. We do it for clients all the time. And if you're interested in scheduling a connection call to understand if you are a good candidate for that particular program, for the Unstoppable Sales Support Program, then just go to unstoppablesalessupport.com. Once again, unstoppablesalessupport.com. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Unstoppable Sales Support. I appreciate you. I can't wait to see you next week where we will have another amazing guest for you to hear from, to glean from, to learn from. And I want you to have an amazing day. Go out there and bless somebody. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcast. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic connections.